ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Podcast Room 303, episode 192. I'm your host, Jermaine Colon Mendez. This is my co-host, Nicholas Morahan. As always, we have with us the EPE, and we're welcoming back special guests in the bad apartment. How are you doing this evening, Eric? Doing good, man. Excited for NHL hockey playoffs, NBA playoffs. Uh, some good episodes this week, so yeah, just been a good week so far, so. All right, and how are you doing this evening, Nevada? I completely agree with Eric. Playoff hockey is back. Playoff basketball is back. It's one of the greatest times of the year. Yeah, I agree. Shout out to Chicago Bulls. How are you doing this evening, Nick? So let me start the podcast off by giving two fun AL East facts 12 games into the MLB season. So the Tampa Bay Devil Rays are 12-0 and right now. Right? That sets them one game back from the MLB record. Set by, hold on, I just just had it, the 1987 Brewers and the, uh, where is it, Uh, the 87 Brewers and the 1982 Braves. Although that may not be the most impressive statistic of the AL East this season, right? Because that's not a record yet. I don't even know if this one is a record either, but this one to me is more impressive. The Toronto Blue Jays have played 12 games. They're eight and four. Six of those eight wins, including the one tonight, have been walk-off wins. Get the fuck out of here. Six of their first eight wins have been walk-offs. How many, I don't know if you know this, but how many of their losses are walk-off losses? That's a great question to ask. Stand by. <laughs> I'm just trying so, to see if they've had like nine walk-off games. So Toronto, uh, I don't think they, I don't think they lost in. No, so they didn't lose to the Cardinals in walk-off fashion. Oh, so. Um, they didn't lose to the Angels in walk-off fashion. Oh. Can't rely uh, on nothing. Nope. And don't believe they lost to the Royals in walk-off fashion. Nope. No, no walk-off for it. They did score one in the top of the ninth against the Royals. So all their wins have been have been good, easy wins. <laughs> all, 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 all their losses have been good, easy losses. That's no. actually pretty impressive. So uh Nick, I believe you had uh you had the Rays finishing I had the race finishing fourth in the division because quote I believe I believe my quote was they're gonna drop off they don't have the the team to compete in the in the uh, East. I would like to blame Nick for swaying me into that fourth place pick because I also have them. <laughs> oh boy, that's gonna age poorly. Nick, didn't you say the Rays have hit like something like uh, twenty nine home runs in eleven games and they've only gave up. What twenty runs all year or something like I, that? I think that was Nevada's quote. Oh, Nevada said that. Yeah, that's wild too. Yeah. Uh, damn, twenty nine home runs is wild through twelve games. Yeah. That is, what is that? That's like two point five a game. Yeah. <laughs> that's insane. I'm just jacks. <laughs> like, Meanwhile, the Blue Jays. Oh, that's that's twenty twenty two. Never. <laughs> He's about to give his old stats. Uh, no, I was about to say the Blue Jays have the worst bullpen ERA, but that was that was 2022. 
Uh, Tampa Tampa Bay has a bullpen ERA of 1.58. It's second uh, in the majors right now. Oh, can I guess who's first? Guess who's first? Bullpen. Rockies. Bullpen. You said bullpen. Okay. Rockies are Rockies are bottom five. <laughs> I want to go with the Seattle Mariners bullpen. Wrong conference or wrong wrong league. Wrong league. Okay. Diamondbacks. No, wrong division. Wrong division. Oh, is it the fucking Brewers? It's the Brewers. Oh, I fucking <laughs> knew it. Oh, this I hate this It's I all think... Bud Selig's fault. That team should not exist if he wasn't just a fucking self-fucking-serving individual. He's like, I'm from Milwaukee. We deserve a baseball team. Fuck off. Milwaukee doesn't deserve shit. They don't deserve Giannis. They traded Kareem. Get out of here. Fucking. Lord. I love this stat I just saw about the Rays bullpen. Uh, in the AL, uh, AL, uh, God, divi- why am I on a blank? East. No, the, the entire conference, the AL. Right, the they American are, League. Right, yeah. Thanks, buddy. They are yeah, ranked thirteenth out of fifteen teams for saves. They have one save. One, yeah, yeah. One save. I guess you don't got to save it if you're hitting 29 home runs. (laughs) I know they hit one today, so they're at least at 30. Damn. Did their game finish today already? Yeah. That's That was the 12th win, right? Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Are we rooting for them to get to 13, or we, we want the Braves and Brewers to keep it? I, I I mean, who cares about the 1987 Brewers and the 1982 Braves? Let's get some, let's 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 piss off the old heads in, in baseball by breaking this. So they're gonna be like, that's the pitch clock. That pitch clock is the reason they're winning. Ah! It's because of that runner on second to start ah! extra innings. <laughs> it's because the guys can steal easier. But no oh. Barry Bonds in the Hall of Fame yet. <laughs> Not Barry. until over my cold dead hands. Oh, I knew Barry Bonds was going to make an appearance sooner or later. <laughs> uh, what What was the stat uh, that through the first twelve games, I believe uh, Shohei and Mike Trout have an average eight fifty OPS, right on base plus slugging. Yeah, uh, it might be nine fifty. The rest of the Angels team has a five thirty OPS. Yeah, I, I think it was like I saw a split. It was like first four batters batting average for the Angels, or maybe it was. It, maybe it might have been OPS as well. But the split was wild. <laughs> it yeah. was like, yo, the bottom five just aren't even trying. No, they need, dude. I've told you they're not going to make the playoffs. I told you because Shohei's gonna gonna miss a few games. Trout's gonna miss his few games because you know he, he's gonna miss some. They are seven and five though. They're only a half game back from the Texas, the surprise Texas Rangers. I think Texas dropped like two of three or three of four to the Cubs. <laughs> so I thought in my head they were bad because the Cubs whooped up on them. But uh, that's enough baseball. <clears throat> Today's episode, uh, we'll be getting into some communion with E. 
Uh, E'll tell us the topic later, and then we'll be breaking down the NHL regular season and then looking forward to the NHL playoffs. Um, there are some interesting races still occurring in the NHL standings to determine the seedings and matchups that we're going to experience in uh, the postseason. But there is one that I was conveniently told pre-show is already locked, and it seems like it's it's it feels like masochism at this point <laughs> i love i love it dude i love I, I love the fact that the nhl keeps you remember uh what, what was that nevada early 2010s where the nhl kept making the sharks and the kings face off and the sharks would go up three games and the kings would come back and win the series that happened yeah, like was, three years in a row. It, it sure felt like it was just torture <laughs> for San Jose. This is yeah. this seems like the new like NHL is like oh yeah we got them. <laughs> They're creating rivals this way, so it, it is pretty cool because then they end up being rivals long term. Uh, but God, hearts <laughs> out to the Toronto Maple Leafs who have to face the dynasty that is the Tampa Bay Lightning. Um, okay, Tam- Tampa. I- Tampa Bay lost in in the Stanley Cup Finals. Correct, correct. correct. Yeah. Uh, who who Can, won? Who won the Stanley? It Cup? was the Colorado Avalanche. Can I get a drum roll, please, for my favorite NHL stat of all time? Since two thousand and eight, the Toronto Maple Leafs and Atlanta Thrashers have been to the same number of second round playoff series. The Atlanta Thrashers stopped existing as a hockey franchise in 2011. Yikes. (laughs) This is Nevada. How many years, Nevada or Eric, can you look up how many years in a row the Maple Leafs since 2008? Or or how many years since 2008 the Maple Leafs have made the playoffs? Because it's not a small number. Holy. Since 08, it is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. They're now in their eighth year since 08. Okay. Eighth year since 08. So half. So they make the playoffs 50% of the time. I mean, you got to love it. You got to make the second round once. (laughs) Yeah. You can't, you can't hate that, which is just amazing. Oh, they have man. they have not gotten past the first round since two thousand four. It's a great it's the greatest hockey stat in history. <laughs> so, with that being said, that that's kind of foreshadowing who I think will win that playoff series because I don't want my favorite stat to go away. And if it does, I'm going to be very very disappointed. All the, all the streaks are ending, man. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of teams that have been breaking their playoff droughts. And uh, so it's going to be pretty interesting. I mean, Detroit should break their playoff drought next year. Mm. 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 Um, <laughs> Nobody wants to make a comment. Yeah, I mean, I don't think they, I don't think they will, but, you know, hey. <laughs> Speaking of a team in, in red, the Flames just uh, dropped the puck and they have a brand new goalie. Got his uh, first NHL game today. You know how – on NFL kickoffs, usually the kick returners like on the goal line, he'll jump up and kind of do that squat in the air. He yeah. just did that as his warm up in skates in full pads. 
Well, if he keeps doing that, he's not going to be uh, on the ice for very much long, very much longer. No, that's destroy a bold his move ankle. for your. He's going to blow out his knee when he eats it on the ice. But I don't know what what like what is that doing for you, bro? Don't leave the ice. Like, <laughs> yeah, there's, get another there's you're not you're not accomplishing anything except for just begging for disaster because you're going to eat shit on the ice. Oh, but that would be amazing, whatever. though, wouldn't it? Wouldn't that yeah, just be amazing? Just, could you imagine Dude. if he like blew out his ACL like Edwin Diaz style? <laughs> Before the game, even he gets he gets one second of ice time. That's crazy! What a pass! God damn! Sorry, well, ladies and gentlemen, I'm watching the Oklahoma City Thunder take on the New Orleans Pelicans in what is an absolutely good game. These nine ten matchups have been way better than the seven eight matchups thus far. Well, Here's, let's. Jury's still out. What's let's on? talk. Let's talk about it, Jermaine. Congratulations to you and your Chicago Bulls. You're moving on. Live to play another day. Yes, right. Sir. Yep. So we'll see Miami on Friday. So Bulls versus Heat. I've leveraged a bet to one of my boys, Fred. Uh, he's conspicuously absent from the group chat right now. He's probably going to blame work or his girlfriend or something. I think he's ducking me, bro. He doesn't want to lose this money. He's not about that life. He's fake news. It's you know, And here's the thing. He's going to try to bet some ridiculous number hoping I'll say no because he can just do some illegal shit and steal hardworking people's money, and he, that's tax-free income. You know? Cops, man. You can't trust him. Yeah. I love how Nevada leaves when I'm trashing yeah. cops. 100%. He's, he's like, I'm not going to be here for this slander. I'm a cop. God, yeah. Goddamn pigs. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're at the 15-minute mark, ladies and gentlemen. And we're going to go ahead and get into the communion with E. So Eric has been conspicuously absent. I don't know what it is. His energy levels must be low. Uh, so he's going to have to unmute himself now to, to host his... Whoa. you have the window open? No. Um, that's why I'm muted, dude. I'm... Once this episode's done today, I'm going to take this mic. Did I already say this yesterday? Well, this mic's going to end up inside of a hooker, and then it's going to end up in the ocean. That's all I'm going to say. Fuck this mic. But um, I will have a new mic next week, and we won't have any more issues. Why are you Why are you taking the extra step? Cut out the middleman. Just throw it in the ocean. Uh, it seems more appropriate. This mic. Is the fish are going to be confused. <laughs> Dude, the, the sharks are going to start a podcast, bro. <laughs> uh, uh, anyway, uh, we can talk. shark with a podcast. <laughs> we can jump into the community. This one's actually, uh, uh, this one actually is uh, uh, courtesy of Nevada. So uh, for this one, um, let's try to keep it like somewhere within the realm of, of PG or PG thirteen. But what is your price to do something weird? Somebody comes up to you. Didn't you just say you were gonna stick it up a hooker and throw it into the right? Ocean and, <laughs> now and, now, and now he's PG like, but let's 13. keep it PG, everybody. PG thirteen. Snatch your high horse a lot lately, right. bro. Despite being reckless with some of them. What things. high horse? Anyway, anyway, we're not gonna... talking about in group chats. You be wilding with your high horse. I'm just like, what's going on right? Because it's getting lonely up here, dude. I need somebody to come join me. <laughs> yeah, but you ain't up there. <laughs> anyway, uh, or we could just go full rated R. So fuck it. Who cares? Um, but yeah, what, what like somebody comes up to you, um, something weird, you can. You know, make it manual labor. Or... You have to pick something weird, right. Eric. Right. Manual for labor. Tell, for us to tell is you. That what, is that what we're calling <laughs> it these days, Eric? Manual labor? 
Nick. I mean, so the obvious choice. Wait, is... are we? Hold on. I just came to this. Are we just four absolute stallions of men rocking some lip lettuce right now on the podcast? <laughs> this might be the first time that we've all had. We've look at these absolute stunners of just men and their lip lechuga right now. Everyone, do a little calm down for the for the tens and tens. <laughs> Oh, looking fresh. For those of you listening at home, get on YouTube and take a look at these absolute cookie dusters. <laughs> look how good we look. Yeah. Everybody look. All right, Eric, back to talking about what you want to talk about. <laughs> All right. So, um, obviously, this is four dudes in a podcast. Um, this happens at bars. It happens at parties. It happens when you're friends, when you're sitting around the couch drinking, watching playoff basketball. So, we're just going to go with the usual. All right? Something weird being – a, a, you know, a wealthy man comes up to you and he's like, what's your price for a blowjob? I'm with Pete Davidson on this, dude. I, it's, it's, it's way lower than you would actually. It, here's the thing. Is he, is he, he has like a case with him, right? And he pops open that case and that amount of money is, is in the case, right? Yeah. What if it's a dealer, like a deal or no deal case where you don't know what the money is? <laughs> Um, so What's the range? What's my deal or no deal? <laughs> Bro, the deal or no deal, I might be out, dude. Because if, oh, I, get a, if I get a I'm even more bill, in now. I'm, hot. I'm <laughs> even more in. If I gobble it down and I open it up and it says one cent, I'm going to be like, son of a. <laughs> it's just 10 $2 bills from the guy. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my God, dude. That, I would know my all-time bad beat right there. <laughs> I can tell that to people. What's your all-time bad beat? Well, <laughs> so here's here's the thing. I never want to lead with a number, <laughs> right. right? Because I don't want to undercut. I don't want to undercut what that uh, mysterious gentleman who I'm going to say is handsome to get me in the mood uh, offers. Because if I go lower than what he's going to offer, it's crazy. But right. I, if we're being legitimately honest, <sighs> man. Yeah, after negotiations. I think uh, uh, $10,000 in a McDonald's franchise. That's what I, dude, I was thinking 10. I was like, that's too low. I'm going to start 25. <laughs> $10,000 in a McDonald's franchise. So that way I can make uh, continual money and have uh, income stream. Now I got a question. Can I proposition this rich man with, I'll do it as many times as it takes, but every time it's $10,000? <laughs> if he's willing to like, do hey, it. Hey, one-stop shop, baby. You come back to me for all your all your needs. I'm going to need that cash, though. Hey, I'm slaunching six in a night, oh. bro. <laughs> I got it. 60 Well, at, at, at 10K, yeah. if you do one a day, what's that? Eric looks Three like million? Those, Eric looks like he's got those Tony Stark glasses on right now because of the reflection of the computer. Uh, what's that, like 3 million, 500-something thousand? 3 million, 560,000? That's great. Eric. I believe it'd be yeah. three three sixty five. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I forgot that yeah. three sixty five, not three fifty six. Sorry. That, that's Maybe. the dyslexia kicking in. Uh, listen, listen. Uh, you, you know, Jermaine said ten thousand. Nick, you're sticking with twenty five thousand. I mean, I'm willing to negotiate down. To oh, 10, sorry, so, sorry. Let me let me rephrase that. Jermaine said ten thousand with a McDonald's franchise, right. so you get that passive income. Coming. Yes, sir. I'm a businessman, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Nevada, that's, that's, that's the Shaquille O'Neal blowjobs. Nevada, what do you got? Yeah, I think I'd probably be. In the same <laughs> I was like, what did I do it the other day for? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Mid yeah. Colorado. Yeah. 
So the cost of living is high here, bud. <laughs> What's it gonna take, officer? So <laughs> I, I was. Yeah. What do you What do you normally charge, a rich man? <laughs> what do you normally charge, officer Putnam? So we always in the, my friend group, we always say, you know, when somebody does something nice for somebody or something like that, they're like, oh man, thanks. What do I owe you? And you're like, dollar and a BJ. That's it, dollar and a BJ. <laughs> Well, there, there you go. So I guess that's about a dollar. Yeah, I would like the proposition of, I was like, yo, I'll do it for $10,000, but I have to do it every day for a year and you have to pay me. So that way I can get $36,500,000. Yeah, how did he get wealthy? Sucking dick. Like, like, can I, can I, like, is this a Ponzi scheme? He did it by sucking dicks. Bro. Is this like, is this like L'Oreal? Like, I'm going to have to, now you get your friends to suck dicks. Like, this is the only man for straight supplement company what's the drew Brees supplement company advantix or whatever i didn't even know he had a supplement company yeah yeah he was like the mary Kay of sucking dick yeah 100 (laughs) percent. if you get 10 friend friends in you get a dick blender for free (laughs) the only what would the only fans for straight men be if you're just turning out tricks what would that what would it be called only man's only man's. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Wait, so Eric, what's your number then? Uh, so I've, I had a buddy give me the coldest answer of all time. And uh, by the way, for those of you listening at home, Eric has a whiteboard behind him that is just, it's diagrammed <laughs> every, by girth, by width. He charges by the ounce. So he's like, so the bigger the. The bigger the cock, the bigger the rate. Right. Let's see it. That's how Eric starts the negotiation. You want me to suck it? Let's see it. No, no, no. We were uh, we were bartending. Uh, a couple of the a couple of the listeners will remember this story, but this dude, we were playing that stupid fucking game, and we were like, "Yo!" And his nickname was Chief because he was uh, whatever the proper term is for somebody who was indigenous to the United States of America. Uh, but um, we asked him, "Hey, well, Chief, what's your price?" He straight up looked at us, and was like. Yo, is rent due? We were like, what's your rent? He was like, $500. I was like, fucking chief, man. Uh, no, but for me... Um, I don't blame the man. If, if if rent's due and you're about to be kicked out of your apartment, you can buy yeah. 30 more... You can buy 30 more days? That's 30 more blowjobs. For sure. That's 15000 Yo, the ROI on that is wild. Yeah, yeah that's wild. Keep a house, give a... It's like a dick for a little bit. You know how to do it. So, you so blow my, for two weeks, you got your year set. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> That's the year, bro. Yeah. Eric, you're looking at this as a one-time thing. No, I was going to say, so as, as because I am looking at it as a one-time thing, I don't, I've thought about this before. I don't have a set number, like 10K or whatever. It would just have to be enough money that I could take that money and invest it, and then it changes my life. So I'm thinking, like, realistically speaking, I mean, I'm not going to say, I would, you know, you know, if you offer me 10K at McDonald's, <laughs> but I'd say my number is 50K because I could take 50K and put that in the stock market and see if I can do with it. And then if I fuck it up, I can just buy hey, Is that offer still good? <laughs> Would that technically be uh, active income? Would that what it, what it becomes? <laughs> Where's the, where do you guys draw the line, though? Like, if he's like, you have to swallow. 100%. <laughs> right, listen, I'm going to leave a satisfied customer. If I expect... If <laughs> yeah. I expect my significant other it's to, the golden to rule the mess i right. have to be a man of my work <laughs> it's, it's the golden rule. horse now eric eric that's, are you gonna be the one that's dodging it you're gonna be getting in there and then you're just gonna be like yeah 
What happens if he hits you in the face instead? Right. That's, That's way, way more demeaning. Yeah. A facial is more demeaning than... Clean your plate, young man. A oh facial a facial is way... <laughs> oh, my God. If he said that after, I would just kill him. Spit. The maddest spit beer. <laughs> I got him. Oh, Wait, is that... Hold on. Nevada, stand up real quick. Is that your South Suburban Rex shirt? Nevada yeah. has had this shirt for what is it? Twenty years? Yeah. <laughs> this uh, this Nevada was wearing this ruined. shirt. Nevada was wearing this shirt when we were ten years old, and I, that's not a lie. <laughs> My dad's gonna be so proud listening to this segment. <laughs> no, your dad is like y'all fools. I'll do it for fifteen hundred. <laughs> oh, dude, he's gonna love this. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm from this segment. I'm going to get a call from Greg Putnam, and he's gonna go. Well, <laughs> driving down here across the mountains, and I'm listening to your blowjob conversation. <laughs> I think I do it for. And he's gonna. He's gonna hit me with some business strategy that none of us thought of. He's gonna be like, one time I was in Albuquerque, <laughs> and this guy propositioned me, and here's my number. I do it for five bitcoins. Five Bitcoin. Yeah. Five 2014 Bitcoins. Five whole Bitcoins? Did I stutter? Dude, that would have been legit. It's still legit. It's still like twenty twenty nine thousand dollars worth. Right now. now now not only is Eric swallowing now, he's gonna be looking at him in the eyes for Bitcoins. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I do want to get back to something real quick. Eric, you're saying a facial is less demeaning than swallowing? <laughs> Or were you just saying you were just speaking incorrectly? That's that's protein. No, I, I genuinely like I, I genuinely like I, I'm conflicted on it. Like I don't know. Like taking another man's like it just nah. I don't know, man. I, I maybe it is more than meeting to get busted on. A dick to yeah. completion. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, like, look, I'm not trying to get too. You're, far you're getting this. an A on the project anyway. Might as well get a 100. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not. See, I'm not that guy, though. You know what I mean? I don't strive so, for perfection. So you're gonna get jizz on your face. You're, you're the one. Swallow. You're just gonna have to be like. <laughs> just, <laughs> he got hit by Spidey. I, I really, I really <laughs> you've know, seen, man. You've like, seen Jurassic Park, right? Yeah. You're gonna be the little, the, the little frilly monster is <laughs> gonna hit you. You're gonna be like, my eyes. No, he's, he, he's got those jizz windshields on his face. That's he's right. good. What happens if, if that happens and then he his eye gets infected because he was too proud to and swallow? And then he dies. Then we get his blowjob money. <laughs> Suck it, Eric. You I did. Can't... And you died. Passive income. Meanwhile, Jermaine and I finished our job, cleaned our plates like grown men. He's, oh, I'm eating free at his McDonald's. He's riding in my Lambo. <laughs> Meanwhile, we're all playing on your Xbox. <laughs> yeah, we're playing on your Xbox. I get the Eagles flag. We use it as a bath towel. <laughs> <laughs> only, only for the ass, though. Right. <laughs> <laughs> all because you wouldn't just suck one to completion. Unreal. He's like, suck on this one, FCC. I'll suck to you nut, but you got to just <laughs> let that go somewhere else, sir. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'd, a prim and proper man, after all. I'd probably pull a Chappelle and be like, I need you to come over there in that fishbowl or something. Like, don't, nowhere here, bro. That's just, that's I where, sh- like, I'm going to say something, and, and then you guys are going to 
eat me up like a piranha, but fuck it. I, that's where I draw the gay line at. Like, sucking a dick for money, not gay. Swallowing or taking a facial, gay. <laughs> like, honestly, gay. Like, but you're I, getting money out of it. It's still money adjacent. Yeah, but it becomes gay when when semen is involved. For money and not gay. And here's here's the thing though. You know you know Eric's done it where a hundred percent he gets caught up in the moment and doesn't tell the girl who doesn't like sw- doesn't like oh swallowing every time. He every doesn't time. tell her, oh. so the dude's just gonna do it to you anyways. Bro. I, I learned oh. at a young age that I don't have tells when it's coming, so they all bro, get the, they all get fun. the. The, the, the surprise eric eric the way you said that makes me seem like you have sucked a dick for money before so what was the number <laughs> no no no. you were I so haven't. adamant you're like it's not gay no 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 it's just it, it comforts me to know that like if i did it for money i wouldn't feel if gay. yeah if, if or when you eric, did no i've never <laughs> your honor if you're gonna read back the court the reporter's remarks you'll see that eric has just perjured himself <laughs> <laughs> no i think we're digressing here though fucking fucking animals but um. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> Breaking news. Right. Eric, it's on the ticker. It's on. It's hey, on the ticker. If it's on the ticker, it's official. It's official. It's official. All right, we're at the thirty-minute mark, boys. <laughs> this communion with these been a lot of fun. Hopefully, no one takes it too seriously. Uh, no women were unless hurt in the process. Unless there's, unless there's money involved. You know our numbers now. <laughs> Present the dick. <laughs> look, look, I'll teach you the technique. Cup, cup the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> now, are you guys, are you guys, last thing I'm going to ask you. Here. <laughs> no, no, no. Technique? Do you need the money up front? Absolutely. It's I'm electronic, a- baby. Absolutely. No, you better so, have- so you want payment before service is rendered? 100%. 100%. What if I walk like, into no a deal. McDonald's, I pay, and then get the burger. <laughs> right. What if he's like, no yeah. deal? Then no deal. Then no deal. Uh, at least you guys didn't cross that gay line, so we're good. I'm not sucking a dick for free. Yeah. Right? I built bridges my whole life. Right? <laughs> Suck what? I'm a, I'm a bridge builder. Suck what dick? Now I'm a now I'm a dick sucker. Didn't we just didn't we just talk about this? I was like, if any of my friends come to me and they're like, oh, I sucked Christ. a dick, and there's no context given, I don't care what the following statements are. It's just gay. Like, <laughs> just sorry, bro. I don't care what the like. I don't. If you're trying to save your mom from dying or whatever. Maybe gay. Like, it's just it is what it is. But this has been a fun. This has been a fun comedian. We can keep it pushing now. Eric, I have something to tell you. It's very close to my heart, but my father was dying of cancer, and I, I had to fellatiate another man. I'm sorry I didn't tell you. You can call me homosexual if you want, but he didn't finish, so according to you. <laughs> if you don't suck it to completion, it's not gay, apparently. That's yeah. what we've settled on. Right. That's the only right. Well, that's what Eric settled on. <laughs> We've only we gotten we, that out of this episode. That's it. Hey, welcome back to the podcast of a four straight white guys debating what's gay. Four white guys with womb rooms. I'm not white. What's going on here? Four yeah. somewhat white guys. Time out. <laughs> Just because I can speak English doesn't make me white, you racist. <laughs> here, here, here in America. All right, that timestamp thirty-two, thirty-four. <laughs> Communion with these over. We're we're out of this topic. We have talked about that far too long.
let's go ahead and get into our NHL coverage. Uh, which which one of you chuckle fucks wants to lead? You know what? Since you did such a brilliant job of leading the NBA, I will lead uh, the NHL. So make me lead. I was like, that would be so funny. <laughs> so so <laughs> since you since you did a brilliant job, you pick it up. Actually, All right, you know so what? I'm gonna go suck. I mean, I'm gonna go get a glass of wine. <laughs> go gl- get a glass of wine. You, yeah, I'll be right okay. Back. Well, introduce the people to the wine that you're drinking when you come back. I will. I'll bring it with me. Okay. Well, you're just gonna see me pop up behind Eric and then disappear. <laughs> and Eric's gonna go five thousand dollars. <laughs> 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 All right, boys. Take okay. So, how this uh, NHL is going to break down? If you guys listen to the the uh, NBA breakdown, uh, we talked first about about the playoffs. The NBA is a little bit uh, more set in stone than the NHL because they we had the play in games uh, as previously mentioned last night and then today. So we're going to go through right now, Nevada. We're we're going to break down. Uh, I'm going to give the, the standings in, in every division and the wild cards that are set. Cause I believe both wild cards are set as well. Yeah. So, so all the teams that are in the playoffs, the 16 teams that will be competing in the NHL playoffs uh, are set. The matchups just are not set besides the one that Jermaine talked about. Uh, that's four Toronto against uh, five or whatever that is. That's, that's Toronto. Uh, against Tampa Bay. So the way that this format works in both the East and the West is the division winner. So there's, there's four divisions in the NHL. There's the Metropolitan, the Atlantic, uh, the Central, and the Pacific. Each of those division winners will play a wild card. The division winner with the highest points will play the wild, will play the uh, wild card with the lower set of points, Right. So right now, we'll start in the East. So in the Metropolitan, uh, Carolina leads. They, they've played 81 games. They have 111 points. New Jersey is second. They have 110 points. The New York Rangers are third in the Metropolitan with 107 points. Now what that means is that New Jersey can, with a win tomorrow, jump Carolina uh, and take that right now. Right now, Carolina oh, will go into the Atlantic. So the Atlantic is led by the NHL leading and President's Trophy winning, because there's no chance anyone's close right now, Boston Bruins. They have 133 points. Uh, Nevada, you had some stats on the Boston Bruins this year, uh, I believe, that you've shared. Do you still have those? Uh, I don't remember if I still have them. I have some, but I'm not sure if I have the ones that I shared earlier. So the Boston Bruins have had the best season uh, in NHL history, points-wise, I believe. Let's see if I can find the the news blast yes. here. Well, so 133 point, uh, 133 points uh, is the most all-time. They have the most wins at 64 right now, and they still have one more game and a hundred a plus 127 goal differential. It's it's just and they're nine and one in their last ten. We'll we'll get into it more when when we talk through when we talk through the playoffs. But they're number one in the Atlantic, uh, also number one in the East, and number one in the NHL. Uh, the one matchup we talked about: Toronto is the second seed in the Atlantic. They have 109 points. Tampa Bay is the third seed. They have 96 points. And the two wild cards confirmed as of tonight: 
The New York Islanders have 93 points, and the Florida Panthers have 92 points, sneaking in at the second wild card. Just missing out is the Pittsburgh Penguins. Um, so we'll we'll start with the East first, Nevada. So take us through uh, what you the Blackhawks suck at Penguins. <laughs> take us through what you think the most likely matchups will be in the East. And then who you have coming out of who do you have in your Eastern Conference final? Well, let's 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 actually start with this. What is your biggest surprise and your biggest disappointment in the Eastern Conference? We'll do that for everybody. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, the biggest surprise for the East is easily Boston. Um, I was actually going through some articles from earlier in the year with or making their predictions and all that. <clears throat> really, nobody had Boston as one of the top three teams in their division. Um, it was mostly some wild cards here and there. So for them, one, to win the division was impressive, but two, to blow out the entire league, set the all-time record in points. Um, as Nick alluded to, 133 points. That's out of a possible 164. <laughs> How many? And, 133 out of 164? And they can still get two more tomorrow, or yeah, tomorrow. So that's so fucking yeah, wild, dude. Yeah, a surprise for me. Um, I don't think anybody had Boston winning their division, let alone just blowing out the league. Um, as far as the East is concerned, disappointment-wise, um, I don't think there was any. Big disappointments. I think one thing that people may be sad about is that uh, with, between the Capitals and the Penguins, that means there's no Ovechkin or Crosby in the playoffs for the first time since I believe it was 2006. So, I mean, I'm not disappointed. They're old as hell, and it's what it is what it is. But um, I would say Boston for a surprise disappointment. Uh, you just don't get to see Sid or. Uh, Ovi in the playoffs. Yeah, unfortunate. Eric, biggest surprise, biggest disappointment, Eastern Conference. Uh, dude, I, I got, I don't really got nothing, man. I, I don't know much about hockey, but I'll go with uh, biggest surprise. I guess the, uh, the Jermaine's pick of the Devils. I can't believe they're. Oh damn! You gonna cut the man's legs out like that? <laughs> I can't mm -hmm. believe. Always. I, no, because oh, you guys, you guys, he said it. I don't know shit about hockey. You guys were like, "You're foolish," and then look, they are where they are. And then biggest disappointment, I guess, my team, Flyers. I, it's just it's fucking purgatory. It's hell. It's I wear the hats, I wear the shirts, but they're not fun to watch. They're not in contention for any, you know, Bedard or anything like that. So it's just gonna be another piss poor mediocre season next year yeah what what happened i, I mean nevada you're you're a little bit closer to hockey than i am the flyers in the bubble that was 2020 made a run to the eastern conference finals right was was um, that was it i thought I it was canadians, the canadians obviously because they they went to the cup i can't remember who they played but i mean yeah the flyers they had a lot of injuries to their top talent uh, pretty much from the get-go. Um, and their their style of play that they were getting with their new coach and Tortorella was just going to be a kind of a 
hark back to the old days of just beat everybody up and we'll see what happens. So, I mean, they're a tough team to play against, but they just don't have the talent to, to score and all that. So. Hey, Jermaine. Yeah. What's going on? Your biggest surprise, biggest disappointment, Eastern conference. National uh, Hockey League. So my, one of my biggest surprise, biggest surprises is that Detroit didn't take, didn't play as I thought they would be better. I didn't think they would make uh, the wild card, but for them to only come in with, what is it? 90, 80 points. Uh, you know, yep. that's, <laughs> that's, that's way lower than I thought that team would do, especially they were young. I thought they'd be feisty. I thought they would, you know, get some wins against some tough teams, but they ended up just being middle of the pack. So that, that was pretty disappointing. Uh, so that would be my big, biggest disappointment. Not, if I said biggest surprise, I misspoke. It's the wine already. I'm crying. I'm so uh, sad for all the Red Wings fans. <laughs> and then so the the other thing I have is is <clears throat> Ovi is dra- dangerously close to breaking the record. Or has he already broken the goals record? He hasn't broken. No, he'll s- correct. No, yeah, he'll still need another season, maybe two. Yeah. Okay. So uh, the other surprise is that Ovi is still churning out goals the way it is. And the Capitals were as flat as they were. So I remember on, on the, on the pre uh, season when we were like looking forward to everything, I actually had the Capitals as one of the teams that might miss the postseason as well as the Penguins. And, but I didn't think both. <laughs> so, and I, and I thought the Capitals would at least make it a somewhat of a chase or a competition for them to actually maybe make the wild card. But um, you know, there's a little bit of a changing of the guard in that regard for those two teams. So, you know, the Eastern Conference kind of shook out way, way different than I thought it would be. Um, but, uh, you know, I'll, I will say this, that I think the Devils will still win their, their division. Like I said, that, that will be decided tomorrow. Uh, Carolina plays Florida uh, in Florida and the Devils play the Caps uh, here in DC, my biggest disappointment for the Eastern Conference: the Florida Panthers. Right, Presidents Club, Presidents Trophy winners last year. Right, nothing really has changed on the Panthers team. It's just kind of been. I I guess we have to say that the 122 points they got last year is a blip, and maybe this is the Florida Panthers team we're always going to get, kind of sneaking around that that. And, and excuse me for the old playoff slang here. Kind of around that six, seven, eight playoff seed mark for the Panthers. That's that's kind of been my my biggest disappointment. And and I mentioned this earlier, and and at the trade deadline when nobody's talking about it, the Carolina Hurricanes are still a very very good hockey team, right? And I think they continue to get better year after year. Maybe not my biggest. Well, they, yeah, I mean, they, they would probably be – my biggest surprise is that nobody is talking about the Carolina Hurricanes, and I think that might benefit them. Yeah, they, they don't have the expectations that they had last year, so that's – typically that bodes well, you know? Right. But uh, we'll they, see. Yeah, I, they would – Go ahead. They would, they would be in a good spot. Uh, we'll get to it here when we get to the matchups, but they do have some, some issues they're going to have to overcome. Oh, professional podcast. All right, so if the season ended today, the Carolina Hurricanes is number one seed in the Metropolitan. Well, we'll start from the top. Uh, the Carolina, number one seed in the Metropolitan. They are number two 
uh, among the division winners, though, they would play the New York Islanders. Boston, number one in the Atlantic, they would play the Florida Panthers. Uh, That means New Jersey and New York would play, and Tampa Bay and Toronto would play. I am so excited for this for the first round of the Eastern Conference playoffs. Sands, Boston, Florida. If we could have gotten a Boston Pittsburgh first round, I would have I would have been glued to my TV for every single one of these Eastern Conference games. But what do you have, boys? We'll start with you, Nevada. What do you have for those uh, hypothetical matchups that I've given you that that need one or two games to to kind of shake out? We'll start with uh, with the number one, Boston against Florida. Does Florida have any chance of winning that series? No, nope. I always say yes when it has the president's trophy. I'm sorry if you guys picked Nevada, but that just that just popped in my head as soon. If you have the president's trophy, I think the other team has a great chance of beating you. <laughs> yeah, so to Jermaine's point, there's only been eight teams that have won the president's trophy and won the cup. Um, so it is kind of a curse. Um that being said, Jermaine, I think you said it in the group chat. It's kind of a different team that won this president's trophy <laughs> it feels it feels this feels dot this feels like a dominating boston team. this feels spooky and they have one of yeah. the best goalies in hockey and if you have a great goalie in the playoffs one of one of the things also that we like to talk about right is you like to talk about the end of the year right one of the biggest stats that nevada and i talked about or talk about offline is last 10 when you go into the playoffs, right? Is a team coming in hot, right? Or or has this team built it up through the regular season and they've kind of just been coasting since they knew they've gotten that top spot? The Boston Bruins are 9-1 and one in their last 10. They have not been taking their foot off the gas. They are not ready to just coast into the playoffs. This is a Boston Bruins team that has is led by David Pasternak, who's a pretty young uh, well, what he's what 29 nevada 29 30 maybe yeah i i think he's like yeah 28 somewhere around there yeah so it's led by him but you have guys that have been in the shit that have been in the battles in the playoffs and this looks like a bruins team that is young somehow young and hungry but also experienced with playoff leaders and that is very very scary among boston but we'll move 26 years old. 20 Jesus, he's younger than I thought. Oh. All right, well, let's let's move to the to the the second division winner matchup. As of right now, it is Carolina and the New York Islanders. Jermaine, I'll start with you. Who do you have moving on in in that matchup? Uh last thing I'll say about Pasternak, he was drafted in 2014, so that's probably why you think he is uh significantly older cuz that's a long fucking time ago. <laughs> but nine years uh, ago jesus so carolina versus new york islanders i feel like it has presents a clash of styles and i don't like the carolina hurricanes so i'm gonna take the new york islanders to win this uh i don't know why there's just something i don't like about the carolina hurricanes every time i watch them i become uninterested i'm, I'm not very excited they're usually down a lot of the games that i do watch them in so i don't know what that's about and so I'm just not confident in the Carolina Hurricanes. Just like I wasn't confident last year, and I ended up being vindicated. Uh, but this matchup will actually be the New Jersey Devils versus the Islanders. 
I'm just I'm just letting you know tomorrow when it's, oh, when right. it's finished. <laughs> right. Again, keep in mind this this is not set. There's still one or two games left. Nevada, if it is the Hurricanes and the Islanders, who do you have? Um Yeah, I mean that's the problem is whether it's Carolina or uh the Devils that face the Islanders, it's the team that neither team wants to face in the Islanders. Um their goalie Sorokin is really a top three goalie. He would probably win the Vesna this year for top goalie if it wasn't for Olmark. Um, uh, you think Carolina is a boring team to watch? The Islanders are an incredibly <laughs> boring team to watch. They slow stuff down. They gum it up. Um, granted, they got a little bit more offensive firepower at the trade deadline, so it, they got some more firepower. Um does it worry you that the Islanders are the only Eastern Conference playoff team with a losing record on the road? No, because they have one of the best goalies in the league. Oh, sorry. And excuse I me. Know. I forgot Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay and New York are the only Eastern Conference teams with a losing record. On the road. I mean, how many years in the playoffs? Yeah, how many years do we go through where a goalie steals the series or steals the playoffs? And that's yeah. Sorokin could do that. Um, yeah. Carolina doesn't have that goalie that can do that. So, so, um, so if so, if this does turn out the way Jermaine thinks, is it a better matchup for the Islanders to face the Devils or a worse matchup? Uh, better for the Islanders. Yeah, better. Yeah, better for the Islanders. I think it's worse. Do they want to see the Hurricanes or do they want to see the Devils? If I were the Islanders, I would want to see – I'd probably want to see Carolina because they can play the same game versus the Devils are a high-flying young team, which could work in the Islanders' favor because they can slow them down and they've got some more playoff experience than the Devils do because the Devils don't have any. Um, <laughs> so that being said, Carolina this year against the Islanders are 3-1. and one. So – I don't know. Uh, Islanders are kind of a tricky one because they're they're just a pesky team for a wild card. I could see them beating either the Devils or the, uh, the Hurricanes. Again, the Canes losing uh, Max Pacioretty and Andrei Sveshnikov as probably their two of their top six forwards as a massive offensive blow to them. So yeah. Um, so now, so so let's talk about let's talk about now the. Other team in the Metropolitan. So the New York Rangers will play either New Jersey or Carolina. You talk about a young, high flying team. You said the Devils are a young, high flying team without playoff experience. Can I interest you in three game sevens last year and a young, high flying team that has playoff experience now in the in the New York Rangers? Do you think that benefits New York? The Rangers, yeah, absolutely. And they have a goalie, Shesterkin. Again, he's a goalie think, who can steal a series. I don't think Carolina or the Devils want to see the Rangers. No. I think the Rangers Rangers were in the Eastern Conference Finals last year, and they only got better because um, they got uh, Kane from Chicago. They have Tarasenko from the Blues. Um, so Kane and um, – um, why am I drawing a blank? Um, Panarin, they were in Chicago. What was that, Jermaine, like six years ago, something like that? 
It was. It was very brief. I think it was like 2017 or, or, or 2016, something, yeah. something around there. And they, they were just crushing it. Their chemistry was unbelievable. So, yeah, they have the Rangers forwards one line through fourth line is is very good, very solid. So they can roll all four lines and, and be a pest to whoever. Uh, and then obviously you got Shesterkin on the back end to, to save whoever you need to save. So between those three teams, I like the Rangers the most. Uh, just kind of falls or the, the matchup's just going to fall here in the next, what, 24 hours or so. Right. So let, let me finally out of, out of you two, lock me down an answer in our final matchup that we haven't talked about. And the one that is set. Maple <laughs> leaves and lightning. Is this the year we've all been waiting for? I, 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 I said it preseason. Uh, that the Toronto Maple Leafs will get out of the first round. Okay, I still believe that. I think they're a much better team than they were last year. Now, if you're asking me gun to my head, I'm probably <laughs> going to try to run and get shot in the back. It's going, it's going, there's no way this series doesn't go. Eric, can you look up on DraftKings what the odds for this series to go seven is? There is no way this does not go seven games, correct? Absolutely. I think I, yeah, think, is... I think you'd lock it in for seven. Yeah. That would be you, a bet you make. If if it is if it is anywhere minus one fifty or above, I'm locking this in to go seven games. <laughs> seven games, by the way, from executive producer Eric is plus two hundred. I I may put a hundred dollars on yeah. that. That's <laughs> that's almost the that's almost the biggest guarantee of this playoff. So so wait, who, do you so, sorry to interrupt. Do you want a certain winner because the odds are greater that way, or just sit for it to go seven. Yeah, let's say let's say the maple. Okay, we'll, we'll we'll hear what we'll hear what Nevada has to say. Nevada, finally lock down and give me an answer, you son of a. He's been ducking it. He's been ducking. <laughs> He's so ducking. I I I like uh, Toronto. Uh, they've uh, they've done they've done very oh, well for them, for them this year. My concern is their goalie play, and here's here's why. So yeah, here's the but last year, here the last year they had Campbell, who he carried them through the playoffs to Game Seven. This year they have Ilya Samsonov, who was a good signing. His postseason record is one in six. He <laughs> a, averages a .907 save percentage and a 2.99 goals against in the playoffs. He is bad in the playoffs. He is Toronto's starter. That's not good. <laughs> Did he play with a, a bad defense in front of him, though, in those playoff games? No, he played or... with the Islanders, who were arguably the best defensive team in the last three, four years. <laughs> oh, shit. All right, Eric. So that, that's that's a concern for me. Tampa, on the other hand, you know, how tired are that? How tired are they? Because, man, they have been – looking sluggish this bottom half or second half of the year. Um, but it's hard to get a go against Vasilevsky. I, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but, um, Oh, actually, yes, I do. Uh, he is 63 <laughs> and 38 in the postseason, a 923 <laughs> save percentage and a goals against of 2.3. Oh, so man. he turns it on in the postseason. He's, he's ridiculously good. There's like no change in the team makeup. They only got better. But are they just too tired? 
All so right, with so, all that said, so, I'll go with Toronto. So we're so oh, oh. I was gonna say we were divided here. Okay. All right, Eric. Oh, I wasn't expecting seven that. games and the Toronto Maple Leafs to win the series. What odds does that get us at? So Toronto Maple Leafs to win four three plus four twenty five. I mean, what is it for the Lightning? Uh, Lightning four three okay. is um, plus six hundred. So really, whatever way you want to go, right? If if it was going to split, I was going to take the higher odds. Whichever way you want to go, if you think it's going seven, bet both teams to to win because you're going to make a good payout either way. Either way, hedge it, hedge it, get it, get it good. And then you could just enjoy a nice game seven with nothing, with no. This is concerning, but I will say that the stat that you gave me about Tampa Bay not being good on the road, it feels beneficial for Toronto, <laughs> but. I, it's so hard to be 100% confident in picking Toronto for obvious thrasher reasons. Um, one of the reasons, and, and, that, and that's kind of why, like, <laughs> the matchups just are not good for certain teams, right? So that's one of the reasons why I keep saying the Devils will win the division because I don't want them to play the Rangers, right? That's my team. I championed them. I've been rocking them all year. I'm happy for the Devils, like, but if they play the Rangers, I think I got to fade my own squad, dude. Right. So that's why I keep speaking it into existence. I'm like, yo, the devils will get it. But All right. Uh, so so with those eight teams that we talked about, uh, we're not going to break. We don't know the, we, we don't know the matchups. We don't know the bracket. What team do you guys have coming out of the Eastern Conference? Who wins the East? Jermaine, we'll start with you. Who wins the East? Uh, I'm going with the Toronto Maple Leafs. Okay, Eric, do you have do you have these? Uh, can you find these odds pulled up of of odds to win the the Eastern Conference? All right, Nevada is glitchy at the moment <laughs> and just dropped out. He 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 spent too long ducking the Maple Leafs lightning question. He used all his good Wi-Fi on the Maple. He, he used all his good his good Wi-Fi to give us goalie stats. He wants a. Uh... Sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, yeah, I was the, just going to filibuster. Go ahead, Eric. Uh, so, picking the uh, – you said Tampa – or you said a Toronto, Jermaine? Yeah. Yeah, to win the uh, East. Plus 550 to be the Eastern Conference winner. Who's the Eastern Conference leader right now, Boston? Yeah, plus 200. Okay. Followed okay. by – so, those two, real quick, followed by Carolina, plus 600. New York Rangers, plus 650. Devils, plus 650. Lightning, plus 750. And then the Panthers, Islanders, and Penguins are all Toronto. above 2,000. <laughs> Toronto is number two. Well, don't bet the Penguins. I'm, I'm going to tell you guys that now. <laughs> don't bet the Penguins to win the East. They don't have a chance. Right? All right, Nevada. Give me your team that comes out of the East. Jermaine, uh, pick the Toronto Maple Leafs there, plus 450, right, Eric? 550. 550. 550. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's... I'm not a fan of doing it, but I'm still going to go with Boston. Chalk. Um, yeah, yeah. There's and there's a reason they're chalk. They're so good. My, I don't, I don't want to say it's a concern, but Olmark did leave the game last night with an injury. Um, but apparently the team is like, hey, no big deal. So, um, yeah, I don't know how. They're a very veteran team. They're probably the oldest team in the league, really. Um, so they're giving it all one last go. So. 
I'll go with them. If they, if them if it's them in Toronto in the uh, finals for the East, <laughs> that might be a bloodbath. Um, we'll see, yeah, we'll see what happens with the Boston. Toronto's goaltending. <laughs> All right, Eric, not a big hockey guy, but give me your give me your pick coming out of the East. Rangers. Okay. That was my second right. choice. That was my second choice. What's what what's the uh, what's the odds for the Rangers? Plus 650. Plus 650. You know, I I think I what, I what was the Bruins odds? Sorry, Nick. Plus 200. Oh. Damn. Yeah, I mean it makes sense. When you, when you set the record, you probably should be that big a favorite. Go ahead. Go ahead, Nick. Yeah, I mean I I think uh since um Carolina had those two big injuries that that Nevada referenced. I I would they were my dark horse pick to win the East. I don't think it's going to happen anymore. I do think this Boston team feels like a a beast of a team that that can't be stopped and hasn't been able to be stopped all season. I'll pick Boston to come out of the East. So now let's now let's roll into the Western Conference. So right now uh, again, so the Avs have to play two more games. They are the only team right now of the eight Western Conference playoff teams uh, that has more than one game to play. So currently, the Dallas Stars lead the Central with 106 points. Colorado Avs are second with 105. Minnesota is third with 102. In the Pacific Division, the Las Vegas Golden Knights have 105 points. They are first. The Edmonton Oilers are second with 107 and the LA Kings are third with 102, with the two remaining wildcard spots being the Seattle Kraken with 100 points and Winnipeg with 95. If these matchups were to hold, that means uh, that Vegas would play Winnipeg, Dallas would play Seattle, Colorado would play Minnesota, and Edmonton would play the LA Kings. We'll start with you, Jermaine. We'll start with you, Jermaine. What is your biggest surprise, your biggest disappointment in the Western Conference this year? A uh, biggest surprise has to be the te- one of the teams that I actually saw live this year. It was the only hockey game I got to this year. Uh, poor planning on my behalf. I could have driven up to see the Kings, but fuck the Kings. Um, <laughs> it's the Seattle Kraken. Right? The Seattle Kraken, I don't think very many people, if any, thought they had this in them. They were written off a hundred point season. Like just curious. Any of you think they had a hundred point season in this year? Nope. I, I, I think it's, I think it's very surprising that if a team is not like the Vegas golden Knights and in their expansion year is great. We instantly write them off for years of mediocrity, right? <laughs> we're yeah. like, Oh, Seattle was not good last year. They're going to be trash for a while. And yet here they are doing exactly what an expansion team like typically does exceeding an expansion team's wildest dreams by, by getting in the playoffs in your second year. It's just the way they did it. You know what I mean? So many players took a leap that I didn't see coming from them. So, you know, I know they signed uh, Barakov from the, the defending champs, Colorado avalanche, but I didn't really see anything that was going to be like, oh, yeah, they're going to be good. Also, I hated their draft. Their initial expansion draft with the players that were on the board, I did not like. So that was another reason why I was out on the Seattle Kraken. But shout out to my older brother's team. Um, 
bro, 100 points, welcome to the playoffs. They're going to be fun to watch. I, they are a fun team to watch play hockey in general. So, that, you know, that happens when you when you get a lot of the, the West Coast times. So I'm always watching late, like typically hockey games. So I get a lot of cracking hockey in my life. <laughs> Uh, and then, uh, sorry, and then I owe you a biggest disappointment. Uh, biggest disappointment. It, it feels like a layup here, right? This The biggest disappointment I think we're probably all going to agree on, but it's the Calgary Flames. <laughs> how's that, how's that, uh, how's that golf course going to be treating you, Nazem Kadri? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking bum. <laughs> I love how he wins you a title. You were all gung-ho for Nazem. He leaves you. Oh, I, oh, I love him, bro. Oh, I love him. I love Colorado Avalanche Nazim Kadri, and I'll defend him to the end of the days. But don't you think in the back of his head he's like, man, I should have just taken six mil to stay in yeah, Colorado. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I done fucked exactly up, man. I fucked up, man. That's exactly what he's thinking, sitting at home watching the Stanley Cup playoffs. So uh, those are my. that's my biggest surprise and disappointment. Uh, I feel like the Calgary Flames one was a uh, layup, but uh, I'll uh, toss it back to you, Nick. Yeah, so Nevada, biggest surprise, biggest disappointment, Western Conference. Yeah, I was going to go with Seattle. Um, I'm not – I'll let Jermaine take that one. Obviously, it helps to have uh, – God, they were they were on fire kind of like the Devils early on in the season. Um, so I'll go – my biggest surprise is Dallas. Um, and not so much – it was more of because they were either going to do what they've done this year or they were going to be like the Flames – it was just a matter of which one's going to show up. And they got the goaltending that was consistent throughout the year. And, you know, here they are right now in, in first place in the division. So they've played extremely well. Uh, their stud forward, Jason Robertson, uh, at last look, I think he has 109 points on the year, which is unbelievable for, for him. So good on him. Biggest disappointment. Yeah, Calgary's disappointing because I had them in the playoffs as well. Um, I don't, I mean, it might be St. Louis. Um, I didn't think the decline was real. I figured they'd be right there to either get a number three spot in the division or at least a wild card, but. They just kept falling and falling and falling, and then they traded everybody and fell some more, and then fought a little bit, but they still just kept falling. So, St. Louis was just just disappointing. I had higher hope for them, higher hopes for them, but whatever. Bennington, uh, but you, you hate to see it, so, don't you? Oh, oh no, you just hate. Oh to see no, it. just oh boy. Mm. It's like the Red Wings. Oh no, they missed the playoffs. Gosh. Blush. What will playoff hockey Nuts. be like without them? No water bottle gate this year. <laughs> yep. Nazem Kadri can't be pushed into Bennington and then the Blues bitch that Nazem Kadri is a dirty player. Anyway, I digress. We, we should remember him as he was, the great Nazem Kadri. Oh, All right, Eric, do you, <laughs> do you have any surprises or disappointments in the Western Conference? I do. So, biggest disappointment is uh, Chicago not knowing how to lose for Bedard. <laughs> Shots winning, fired. Winning, winning stupid games they shouldn't be winning when you have a generational hold, 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 hold talent. Hold on, hold on, hold on. 
So you're going to take my New Jersey Devils in the Eastern Conference, <laughs> yeah. as you usually take my takes. That's and now true. you're going to come at the Blackhawks? I'm going to come over there and wrestle you in the middle of a podcast. Hey, not, not today. <laughs> so, my, my shoulder hurts real bad. Today. Oh, oh well, yeah. Oh. Well, you didn't. You didn't <laughs> yeah, well, your mouth seems to be getting its cardio in. Hey, and then uh, biggest surprise is going to – or biggest uh, disappointment is uh, I'm going to say – the first half of the season for the avalanche, but they turned it around. That's all I got. Yo, I can't listen. I love podcasting with you guys, but you guys literally stole every single surprise <laughs> and disappointment. I was trying to come up with, I was going to flip it. I was going to be like, well, I got a biggest disappointment. It was the first half of the Colorado half season. And I got a biggest surprise. It's the second half of the half season, <laughs> but no, <laughs> This is, um, why, this is why I didn't give ones yesterday at the end. Right. I was like, we already had six. What right. the fuck am I going to come up with? <laughs> I'm going to say one more. It's just going to be a disappointment. Can we please just sell the Coyotes back to somebody that cares about hockey? Like I mean, Hartford, Hartford, Quebec, Quebec, another team. J- just sell them. This is just awful. Or sell them they to may- an owner in Phoenix. That <laughs> right. You know right. what I mean? Like, right. Just don't. They may- are they, do they have their own arena yet? Or are they still playing? They're playing in Tempe's right now. Yeah. It's mullet arena. Yeah. It's like 5,000 yeah, so they- seats. But they are yeah. they are building the – they are built – right? They're building no, one, no. a dope one in Tempe. So, no. So the vote here is in a month. Oh, so it hasn't been voted on yet. Oh, Greg, there... Greg, believe me, believe me, Greg Putnam is is invested in Arizona affairs. Oh, yeah, wow. Arizona real wow. estate, yeah. It's, oh, his, um... it's, it's his summer home, and he loves real estate. Oh, okay, got it, got it. Got so, it. yeah, they, although Mullet Arena, from what I've heard, the experience there is just awesome. That's what because I Because it's like a small college arena, but you're getting pro teams. And Arizona yeah. played very well at home this year, despite their record. So... I want to go there next year, at least the year after, before they're done with their lease. I think it'd be an awesome experience. Um, but yeah, I mean, they very well could end up being moved to Houston if they don't get their uh, their approval for their stadium. So Houston's the top top choice. That's yeah, one of the top two choices is Houston because of the area is big enough. Obviously, with the population and all that, uh, they got plenty of money out there. So. They want to keep a team in the South to keep growing the game in the South. So that's why Houston's towards the top of the list. God, can we just get a good owner in Phoenix? <laughs> yeah. you know I mean? Like, that's all they need to do. Find somebody who wants to own a, a fucking NHL team. There's got to be some rich fucker who wants to own an NHL team. Yeah. I mean, Eric, if you keep that mouth working, we might be able to afford one. <laughs> yeah. What, what, what are we talking here? Like two, Bill? I can get there. <laughs> for the coyotes? Yeah, for no the coyotes. Chance, that's bro. like, no. Like they might pay you to take it. Yeah. 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 Thousand. No way a sports team is under a billion nowadays. 275. I'll guarantee, I guarantee you they're under a billion. 275,000. Oh, wow. Yeah. $450 million. Yeah, that's I was going to say probably less than half. Yeah, yeah. they yeah. lease you the team. Yeah, I, I, I undersold it a little bit, but I didn't think it would sell for that much. Bro, yeah. there's got to be some rich fuck. Where is LeBron? Isn't LeBron trying to build his fucking billion-dollar empire? He doesn't care but, about hockey. Hey, oh, yeah. Did LeBron, if you can, imagine LeBron playing hockey, though. Can you guys oh, guess geez. the number one valued hockey team? Real quick, just real quick. Can you guess the number one valued hockey team? 
in the NHL? I'll give you a clue. Them and the Thrashers have made the same amount gonna, of appearance. I was going to say probably Toronto. Yeah, Toronto at $2.12 billion. Because Toronto is the exact same as the Cowboys in the NFL. $2.12 billion. Okay. Yeah, Toronto is the Cowboys of the NHL. Everybody loves them, even though they haven't won shit for years. Well, since 67. So... That's a lot longer than years. Holy <laughs> yeah. decades, my man. Yeah. I was actually gonna guess the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh the Tampa market is is growing you know pretty quickly. And uh Tampa Bay has created a rabid fan base down there. And also you gotta think like people who love hockey live in the snow, but when they get old they move to move to the to to warmer climates because their knees can't hang no more. <laughs> so I thought I thought Tampa. So I, I but Nevada was right. You got the that, right, right guess. Nevada, that's a real thing. The, I mean, it makes sense that it's a real thing. But the NHL is actively trying to put teams in the South to to grow the sport down there. Right. So they're even though the champion, like one of like a four time champion in the last like ten years, has been from the South. The yeah, the Lightning. Right. Yeah. Because I mean. They did the same thing with Gretzky with L.A. because yeah. L.A. was a new yep. team when Gretzky got traded there. Um, and then obviously that there's a shit ton of talent that's coming from California now that are in the NHL. Um, so they want to keep kind of that footstep in the south. Uh, I don't think they're in any spot to do expansion teams anymore because um, they're at a good spot right now with 32. I think that's plenty of teams. Um so, yeah, if Arizona can't figure out where they're going to be at home, then, yeah, I'm sure the commish will start pushing towards Houston if that's the case. So that answered my question. They're still owned by the league right now, right? No. No. Uh, I can't remember who the owner is, but they they technically have an owner right now. Um, I think that got sorted out a few years ago, if I remember right. But Oh, shit. Um, I didn't know that. I thought they were still owned by the league. No, I can't. I can't remember his name. Um, I mean, he's not the greatest owner, but so I mean, they're trying. I'm, they're trying to build this arena. So what I'm seeing here is Alex Morello. Morello. I can't say the last name, but Morello became the majority owner in a uh, 2019. Oh shit! I'm like almost a half decade behind. <laughs> and then their minority owner Andrew Barraway was just arrested for domestic violence last week. Hell yeah. <laughs> Classic coyotes, bro. <laughs> she better try to get the coyotes in the divorce. <laughs> yeah. Yo, Houston, Houston would be a, a dope city, but personally I think that Austin would be better because there isn't a pro sports team in Austin. Yeah, I I, I don't know the logistics behind it. I know Houston's obviously the bigger city. Um yeah, for sure. I don't know. I'm sure they probably have the infrastructure already in place, more or less, um, or at least the land for it. Um, but you're, you're going to make you're, you're going to make the comedians mad in Austin, though, Jermaine. They don't want a sports team. Is what they don't want a sports team because they're gods out there. Oh, because okay. Joe Rogan has his comedy club out there. That's where all the well, big what comedians if Joe are. Joe Rogan buys the Coyotes. He's not going to buy the Coyotes. He doesn't like job. hockey. He, he will if he buys a sports team. I, I think the only way it would succeed in Austin is, Chappelle buy it, is, is, is if, like, like uh, 2M did with the uh, 
Austin FC. It'd have to be an Austin Estonian that would have to buy the team or bring Ooh, it Undertaker. there. Undertaker. Uh, I mean, if he's from Austin, it might work. But you like Austin is that city where you have like if it were to work there, it would have to be somebody from Austin brought it there. It can't be an outsider. Yeah, I, I was just thinking because you would get the market right, and and the way Austin embraced soccer and MLS and is a similar way that Atlanta embraced MLS. And I felt I felt feel like hockey is. For um, for Americans, at least, hockey is a hipster enough sport for you to embrace and still feel like you're not really in, the, you know, the sports world. Because you're like, oh, I like hockey. That's not the top three sports in <laughs> right. America. You I, know like what I mean? hockey. Like, yeah, I like hockey. And they can be pretentious douchebags, which is what Austin <laughs> likes to be. I just feel like it, it would meld very well. But first of all, no one's saying Houston won't be good. I think that's – obviously, it's like the fifth – most populous city in america fourth fourth most populous uh you know so maybe joel Osteen will buy it <laughs> fuck that guy <laughs> <laughs> fuck that guy All right, he can have his uh sunday mega service and then convert it for the afternoon game <laughs> yeah. dude yeah. that would be hilarious in the old astrodome the way he wave, yeah. he waves goodbye as they're pulling his stage off the ice right. that's underneath. No. Right? He just and he just dry, he just drops the puck as he's leaving. Now the 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 seating for the church is just gonna split like the Red Sea and he's just gonna be like <laughs> no. And on the eighth day, God said, Let there let the puck drop. Yeah, yeah. Go, Houston Coyotes, go. All right, so here's here's this will be my last question about it. If they do move to Houston, give me your best nickname or your best team name for a Houston hockey team. Eric, go. Houston Strippers. Strippers. Nevada, <laughs> go. Uh, Houston Diabetes. Houston Diabetes. Jermaine, go. Um, wow. The Houston was... Tejanos. The Houston what? Tejanos. Tejanos. Can I interest you any in the Houston Yeehaws? <laughs> <laughs> I was I was going that s- route. It's Yippie Kaye. Well. <laughs> okay. So my, the the first thing that popped in my head was Houston Oilers because I was like, oh, that's perfect. And I was like, <laughs> oh, wait a second, there's already an Oilers. Damn it. So I thought the same thing, and then in my head, I was like, well, guys that were are, that work on the oil rigs are called riggers, but then that just leads to a whole world of different problems and issues that I can foresee. So. That probably wouldn't work. Don't let the R look like something else. Houston Jiggers? <laughs> Biggers? Well, they're all white, so Wiggers. <laughs> all right, so let's move on Western Conference. So I named the three teams in the Central. I'm going to ask you guys this to, to kind of speed along the, the playoff prediction a little bit. Does anybody – do either of the two wildcard teams have a chance against right now – I'm going to name off – well, right now it's going to be Vegas, Dallas, or Colorado. Do any of the wildcard teams have a chance against those three teams? The wildcard teams being Seattle and Winnipeg. Nevada, you first. Uh, so I think if I'm doing math correct here, Vegas and Winnipeg are pretty much locked up. Winnipeg mm-hmm. cannot catch Seattle, and nobody's catching Vegas. So I'm pretty right. sure that's going to be Vegas, Winnipeg. Uh, so Seattle against either Dallas or Colorado. Wow. I, I don't see 
Seattle getting past either one of them. Jermaine? Uh, unfortunately, I was uh, I like the Jets coming into the, to the season, but they're not even a 100-point team. Uh, Vegas Vegas continues to be a juggernaut at the top. Colorado's the defending champs. And Dallas, I agree with Nevada. I didn't expect Dallas to be this good. And I don't think these wildcard teams have a shot. Go chalk for the for the top two teams or whoever whoever which of whichever of the three get it. Uh, yeah, keep it pushing. So that's because we are a professional podcast. That's perfectly leading into my next point. Dallas, Colorado, Minnesota. Who comes out of the central for that? Jermaine. Dallas, Colorado, Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Uh, first of all, fuck Minnesota. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the my hold. Fucking bums. <laughs> uh, if we get a, a Dallas, Colorado matchup, that'd be f- fascinating. But um, I think I'm going to go Colorado, dude. <laughs> Nevada. Colorado had a bad start had a bad start to the year and is still somehow dangerously close to winning their division and just a few ticks back between a a steady Vegas Knights team all year. So uh, I'm going Colorado. Nevada, any differing opinions? Uh, Yes. Um, I, I agree with Jermaine's points that Colorado did a good job sticking with right in the, the thick of everything, despite all the injuries. Uh, it sounds like they're going to get everybody back for the playoffs. Uh, Landis Cog is either round two or round, or sorry, round one or round two uh, will be his first appearance for the year. So they're going to have everybody back from their cup run, you know, with a couple of exceptions. Their goaltending has been really good. Um, that being said, and it's been this way for the last four or five years, Dallas is a thorn in the Avs side. Um, their coach, Peter DeBoer does a really good job playing against the Avs and, uh, creating the matchups he wants. And I think really the biggest, uh, wild card is going to be the, uh, stars goaltender, Ottinger, Otter. Uh, this year he's 33 and 11 uh, goals against of 2.47 and save percentage of 0.917. So he's been consistent the entire year. Uh, they're pesky. They're Dallas is a top six team in both penalty kill and power play. So I, I don't see how Dallas slows down. They're very physical. Um, yeah, I, I, it's going to be a bloodbath. If that's Dallas and Colorado, it's going to be a bloodbath. Probably go seven games. Um, and I would – who knows who's going to have home ice. But I'll give the edge to Dallas as much as I don't want to. Okay. So, Jermaine, you have Colorado, Nevada, you have Dallas. In the Pacific, we have Vegas, Edmonton, and the L.A. Kings. Nevada, who comes out of the Pacific for you? To face Dallas. I'm going to go with Edmonton. Ooh. And I got a stat for you. Uh, so I love stats. I lo- obviously, uh, Connor McJesus has torched the league this year. He's got 152 points this year, which has not happened since um, Yager back in, I think it was like 98, 99. 
so he's just been on fire this year. Uh, Dry Seidel is his running buddy. He's also got, I think it's like 130 points right in there. Their goaltending has improved in the last 10 games. Um, remains to be seen how it stacks up in the playoffs because everybody knows the playoffs are a totally different animal. But their goaltending is, has tightened up a little bit. Um, so here's a stat for you, Nick. Power play average percentage-wise over the last 23 years is right around 17 18%. Mm-hmm. The Oilers' power play percentage is 32%. Boy, Jesus. No, 32.5%, which would okay. be an uh, NHL record that was previously set in 1977. So they are essentially twice as good as any team on the power play. They always score on the power play. It's ridiculous. So um, they can obviously score with anybody. The problem is if the goaltending holds up, otherwise you're going to see a lot of six, five games. Uh, we saw that a little bit last year. So <laughs> battle um, of Alberta. Yeah. Battle of Alberta. So, and they can score quick. They can score often. So I think they'll keep it rolling at least until, uh, the Western Conference Finals. So the the last person from from EPE to score 150 points or more in an NHL season, 1995-1996, Mario Lemieux with the Penguins. Say that again. 19, the last person. 1995. What did I say? 55. Did I? It was. It, it says 55 in the chat. So. You're you're Ron Burgundy in it right now. <laughs> I'm I'm Nick Morahan. All right, Jermaine, who do you have coming out of the Pacific? Uh, I would love to sit here and give you something drastically different, but the Edmonton Oilers are coming out of the Pacific, and I have Edmonton winning the Western Conference. Okay, winning the West outright. Yes. Okay, Nevada. Who do you have winning the Western Conference? I got Dallas. Uh, it's kind of the same reasons that they can go against Colorado. They're going to be physical. They're going to muck everything up. Their goaltending is very good. Hopefully it stays hot for them here in a, another week and beyond. So um, I think they can shut down Edmonton. I'll go with uh, the Stars. Okay. All right. Well, there you have it. All right. So who wins the cup? Jermaine, I believe you had uh, the – Toronto Maple Leafs versus the Edmonton Oilers. Okay. Uh, Canada just had a wet dream with you saying that. <laughs> uh, I actually believe that Toronto will lose in the finals. So Edmonton will win. And Toronto still does not get it done. Mm, man. All right, Nevada. Uh, so based on my predictions, I got Dallas, Boston. I, I'm still going to go Boston. I, I I don't see a flaw in their game at all. Um, they haven't let off the gas. They're too good. Their goaltending's awesome. Uh, it's gotten a little weaker here, but I don't I don't see how they can. If that's what I have, Dallas and Boston, then I'll, I'm going to pick Boston between the two of them. Okay. 
Well, there you have it. Eric, can you get me the odds on both of those? What are the odds for the Stanley Cup winners? Uh, so winner, uh, Boston's plus 350. Dallas is – or sorry. No, no. Who would you pick, Jermaine? Uh, Toronto plus 900. No, no, no. So uh, He picked Edmonton. I picked Edmonton. Oh, plus 800 for Edmonton. Can you give us the odds for Edmonton and Dallas to win the Western Conference? Edmonton and let me go back to the Western Conference. Uh, Western uh, Edmonton is plus three hundred. Dallas is plus six hundred. Edmonton is plus what? Three hundred. Yeah, I know. I heard you. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I. I, I locked it in in the pre-show when I was getting crushed for all my predictions, which actually looked pretty good. I even said Winnipeg Jets might make the playoffs, and here we are sitting here. Um, I said it would be a Canadian team that wins the Stanley Cup this year. I also said that the New Jersey Devils would make the playoffs, and those were my two locks that came out of that show. Um, so one of them already hit. So here we are, boys. I got a Toronto Maple Leafs, Edmonton Oilers uh, matchup, and it's going to be great for Canada. It's going to be great for the fans. It's going to be a lot of star power. It's going to be a, a high-scoring affair. It's going to be great Stanley Cup finals, but I think Edmonton gets it done. Edmonton's been so close. They just happened to run into Colorado Avalanche. Also, fuck Peter DeBoer. He fucking had the Vegas Golden Knights team, couldn't get it done. And now he gets fired, instantly goes to Dallas. And uh, guess what he's going to do in Dallas? Not get it done. Fuck that guy. (laughs) (laughs) I heard it. You're first. All right, so we're going to transition now. Eric, can you pull up the odds? Do you have the odds available for NHL awards? Yes. Okay. Pull those up. Yeah, I have them. Um, so on this website, it gives me the odds for uh, the Hart Memorial, uh, Rocket Richard Trophy odds, uh, Vez- Rocket, Vez- Rich- Rocket Richard, you uncultured baboon. Whatever, dude. <laughs> it's fucking barbaric sport anyway. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, Vizina <laughs> Trophy odds, James Norris Trophy odds, Doesn't and then it? the Ca- Calder. Whatever, dude. I'm going to say I'm wrong. Uh, Calder Memorial Trophy <laughs> odds. All right, we'll start with the. We're teaching you so that way you know how to say it. Actually. We'll start with the Calder at the end. Can you can you put the odds up on screen? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Saying things right is not what I want to do. <laughs> Fuck so before, goddamn liberals. Put Uncle Beck Ben back on the rice. Before, <laughs> Dude, uh, that's so it, funny. We had that conversation at work the other day because I brought in, uh, I brought in the, uh, I brought in my bag of of Ben's ready rice. And yeah, one of my guys, and, stuff. and one of the guys walked in and was like, "When do they get rid of Uncle Ben? They're going <laughs> after everything." And I was like, "I was like, this happened a while ago, my guy." You know, it was, so- I was like, and then I hit him with this. I was like, "It was around the same time they changed the Aunt Jemima syrup to just Jemima," and he was like, "They did what?" <laughs> <laughs> Yo. And then here's what's crazy, right? So the, the liberals got up in arms. They canceled the Lando. They canceled Lando Lakes, right? Uncle Ben and Aunt Jemima. And now uh, they Bud Light did this. Like they <laughs> they had the transgender thing, which is like the hot thing. And now all the Republicans are upset. And I my buddy texted me saying that thirty 
the Bud Light sales have dropped 30 to 50%. Ooh. That's a huge fucking number, by the way. Yeah, ha- hashtag no bueno. Uh, <laughs> re- real quick, before we get into the awards, I want to just touch on the consolation prize that is the first overall pick. Uh, Jermaine still got his fingers crossed. Uh, you've probably heard it here on the podcast, but Connor Bedard. He's basically the next, well, Connor McDavid, really. So I just want want to throw out these stats. So he had uh, a season and a half, maybe two full seasons in what's called the WHL, which is just a junior league. He played in one. Yeah, yeah. He's one of them uh, transgender folks playing in the women's hockey league. Um, He played in 141 games. He had 144 goals. And he had 291 points. <laughs> Holy shit. So he doubled. He had two points for every game. And he had at least one, one and point zero zero like one uh, or maybe zero zero eight or some shit goals per game. That's insane. Can, do you yeah. have uh, Adam, uh, what's his name? Adam Fantilli's uh, stats up by any chance? So I, I look obviously the I as a Blackhawks fan I would love to get Connor Bedard but the win over the Penguins has kind of sunk my expectations to have the worst record in the league granted it's still a lottery uh and it is the Blackhawks so hopefully the NHL fix it so it, it goes to the Blackhawks but I'm perfectly fine with Adam Fantilli's but I I just want to uh not Fantilli's but Fintilli uh I just want to hear his stats uh, let's see here. Yep, here we go. So let's see here. Uh, da, 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 da. So he he played at University of Michigan this year as a freshman. Thirty six games. He had thirty goals and thirty five assists for a total of uh, six. Uh, yeah, sixty five points in thirty six games. Wow. So he pretty much doubled up as well too. Yeah. That, so those those are the clear cut one two. And that, that's who I've been reading about uh, for the Blackhawks. So um, I am still holding out hope we can get Connor Bedard. I would love to have the worst odds, but um, you know, even if we come in at second, I think we still have a pretty good chance. Does anyone know when the uh, NHL does their draft lottery, or do they televise a draft lottery, or do they do anything like that? Yeah, they do televise it. I think it's. It's in May. I think it's kind of like right after the NHL or the NFL draft, if I'm not mistaken, early May, somewhere around there. Um, Cause I'm pretty yeah. sure they, everybody's lined up before the cup. So yeah, it's, it's coming up soon. So just to give some perspective, uh, Nevada brought him up. Obviously Jermaine really wants him. And just for people like me who don't watch hockey as much or, or know that much um, the odds for the uh, picks, um, uh, in the 2020, what it be 2023 NHL draft, um, for the uh, they don't even give you the odds for the first pick because they know who <laughs> it's going to be. They have the odds for the second pick, third pick, fourth pick, but they and and you can't even find Bedard on the list for second, third, or fourth. Like it's he's going first to whoever gets that pick. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I think about. I think you said this uh, a couple of weeks ago. Even if you don't get Bedard, you get a pretty decent prospect at number two who, who by all accounts, if not for a generational talent, 
would be the number would would be consensus number one, right? Yeah. So really, it's the top four teams are going to go home with fantastic players. Um, yeah, obviously Fantilli's amazing. Um, off the top of my head, I can't think of a comp just because Bedard is so ridiculous. <laughs> Um, and then Leo Carlson from Sweden, he's another, uh, prized asset and he would probably be like third or fourth. The wild card is going to be, I can't remember his entire name, but it's Mitchkov. It's like Mikhail Mitchkov from Russia. The problem problem with, yeah, yeah, there you go. The problem with his is that he signed a KHL contract, the Russian NHL basically. And if he has to follow that contract he won't be available for about two or three years so i'm comfortable you know he'll blackhawks taking him by the way yeah because he when he comes over he'll probably crush it just like uh kaprizov did with minnesota but you're gonna have to sit and wait for a couple years so if you're a team like chicago where it's gonna take a couple years to reset then yeah and we have but a ton of draft capital in Chicago. So yeah. That's, so, that's another thing. yeah, Chicago falls to four or something like that. That's still a very good position because they got time to to let uh, Mitchkov simmer in the KHL. Is it is it in, uh, before we move on to to the awards? Is it common for somebody to be released from their uh, contract, or do they usually serve it out? Yeah, Rush is a, a bunch of assholes. Um, as long as it's a, like a top tier talent. Yeah, if they're okay. signed under contract, the KHL is going to be like, nope, this is our contract. You got to gotta hang on to it. So. Okay. And then last thing the uh, draft lottery is Monday, May 8th. So uh, you guys can take it away now. All right. So Nevada talked about it. Kaprizov. Uh, Minnesota's uh, superstar uh, came over from Russia. He won the Calder Memorial Trophy. That is the best uh, rookie of the year. Nevada, give me your pick for Calder Trophy this year. And is there any value in the bets that you see up on the screen? No. No, it's it probably is going to be Maddie Beneers uh, with Seattle. Uh, for what he did, stepping in as a first-line center, which is a very difficult job as a rookie, let alone just a regular NHL player, and he did very well. He slowed down uh, just because it's a long season, but I don't see how he's he loses it. And as far as the value at minus fourteen hundred, no, I'm not I'm not putting any money on that one. <laughs> okay, Jermaine, any argument to that? No, I don't. I, I don't have any. So, uh, to me, I feel like these awards, there's no drama this year. <laughs> <laughs> so, I saw Maddie Beneers play in person. So, the bias is already formed. Uh, I'm hoping he gets the rookie of the year. Uh, and uh, and it'd be, I think it'd be dope for Seattle, who's also in the playoffs this year. So, um, yeah, no, no arguments from me. I, I think our next award, all right, so the next award, the James Norris Trophy, gives to the uh, given to the best uh, defender uh, in hockey. I think this one is, is maybe a little bit, if you were to say it is the most wide open, 
of the of the uh, award races while still being open and shut? Would that be it? Would that be it? Would that be a good case to make for for the Norris Trophy, Jermaine? Give me your opinion. I think that's a fair description. You're looking at a veritable who's who of the top defenders in the league, um, but I think Carlson's been playing pretty well this year. Uh, he, he got traded this year, correct? Or was that a, a few years ago? No, nah, he's been in San Jose for three years, four years. Uh, Brent Burns, his his running mate, got traded this year. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I don't know. I, you could convince me for an, uh, a Fox pick. Uh, you know, obviously I'm a big McCarr fan, but he missed a ton of time. Uh, and then, you know, that Rasmus at plus 1,400, I think, is a fun value. But uh, I'm not I'm not confident in taking that bet. By the way, Eric Carlson is the first defender to hit 100 points since Brian Leach in 91-92. Damn. Yeah, I don't think it's his – I don't think it's – it's his trophy to lose there. Right. Right. I uh, mean – go, Eric. No, no, go ahead because I have a question about future Norris trophies, but go ahead. Oh, I was, I was going to say that, you know, it, it kind of seemed like – you expected kind of Adam Fox and Morrissey and, and Dolan and, and McCarr to kind of pick up momentum as, as the, as the season went along, but it kind of feels like these, these guys kind of jumped out to where, where their, where their betting ranks are right now. And they didn't really change, right? They, they kind of played in this order where you could definitely say, yeah, Adam Fox is the second bet was the second best defenseman in the league this year right Kale McCarr was not the top defenseman but he was top five right and Eric Carlson again again I, I love firsts right whenever we talk about awards I love firsts if they do a first since a very long time ago <laughs> it's pretty impressive right first defenseman galaxy far far away by the way right first defenseman 100 points since 91 92 season yeah that's pretty friggin impressive What's your question? Yeah. Uh, so just just touching on on uh, if Carlson's the favorite, um, seems like he's won it twice. Um, Kel McCarr won it what last year, and he's yeah. a stud. There's a couple of dudes on here that are studs. Um, the record for most all time is Doug Harvey and Nicholas Lundstrom or Lidstrom with seven, and then Ray Bork. Ray Bork had won it or has won it five times. My hero. Is anybody here currently capable of getting there? Or is it just a different league? And health permitting, Kale McCarr should do it. Yeah, hundred percent. Kale McCarr is twenty-four right now. Jeez, he's twenty-four. He's earning that. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I just, I, I think the problem is, and, and Nevada and Jermaine back me up on this. The, the problem with with defensemen back in the Lindstrom days. But back in the in the eighties and the nineties, is you could pick the best defenseman by you would just see he was the biggest and the most physical, and he, you literally couldn't get the puck around him. Right? That that was how you pick. That's how Lindstrom won seven of them. Right? That's how Ray Bork won seven of them. They were big physical defenders who got a lot of assists but didn't get a lot of goals. Right. They were very they they were your they were your Jermaine loves this phrase. They were your grandpa's defensemen. 
Now it is so hard to give out a Norris trophy to different players because every defender knows how to score now. They're scoring, they're assisting, they're two-way guys. So you have to factor in that offensive dimension and that and that fades in and out with with seasons, right? You look at, hey, maybe Kale didn't have that great season that he had last year offensively. He's still a great defender, but he's not contributing that offensive piece. Eric Carlson, great defender last year, but this year he contributed that offensive piece. That's why we're talking about him for as a Norris Trophy winner. So I guess the answer to your question, Eric, is I don't think so. I don't think you're ever going to see a guy win five to seven times anymore. Because everybody can score now. It's just what defenseman has plays good on defense and then also has the best offensive season. Yeah, this this year has been I mean, it shows right here with Carlson at being minus three fifty. His his game was all offense. Uh if you wanted to do a well rounded defenseman, then Adam Fox would be a great bet because he does it offensively and he does it defensively. Uh, same thing with uh, Rasmus Dahlin. Same, same argument can be made with Josh Morrissey. He came, kind of came out of nowhere. Um, so this year was kind of more of an offensive onslaught from Carlson, as as Nick said, at first hundred points since uh, uh, what'd you say, ninety or ninety one, something like that. Yeah, ninety one, ninety two. Yeah. So I think going forward. I think you got to look at Fox, McCarr, Darlene, uh, one of the probably the younger Hughes brother, and then there's a kid in um, college right now. He's uh, drafted by Montreal. Um, Lane, uh, pretty sure it's Lane Hudson. I'm pretty sure he plays for Minnesota. He's yeah. yeah, he's the next guy who's ridiculous offensive defenseman um, that's going to fall right in line with these guys, Fox and Darlene and McCarr. So I don't know if McCarr is going to get seven. I don't think anybody will get seven. Um, It's going to be a lot of back and forth, kind of like the NBA MVPs where it's two here, two there, one here, two there, that sort of thing. Right. It's just, too aggressive uh, from the defensive side for somebody to stand out. I can see that the defense, the defensive position has evolved. I feel like it, it was 2010. It was the same as 1990, but in the last 13 years, the defense, the defenseman position has completely changed to where they're now just as viable on the other side of the ice as the, as the side of the ice they're actually supposed to, to defend. Yeah. Uh, so, but I think Kale McCarr is special. And as long as Colorado <laughs> continues to put together a team uh, that is competitive, that is always towards the top, uh, and if they keep him paired with Nathan McKinnon, I think he has the ability to. I'm not willing to bet money on that. And that's coming from a dude who'll bet just about any fucking thing. And uh, Lane Lane Hudson, I watched him in the Frozen Four. um, And, 
he he was the best player on the ice and i it, it took me all of five minutes to, to recognize that so uh he played for bu i believe uh bu was in the fr final four i don't think they played in the final but yeah the frozen four yep yeah sorry the frozen four i said final four <laughs> but uh, same 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 i didn't even i didn't realize he had four brothers one of them's on the team with him so i thought that was cool uh, when I was watching the game as well, but that kid impressed the fuck out of me in all of five minutes of watching him play ice hockey. I don't know why I said ice hockey, but ice hockey, yeah, not field <laughs> hockey. All right, we'll move. We'll move on to the Vesna rankings or the Vesna odds. The Vesna obviously is the uh, is the award for the league's best goalie. Um, an interesting stat there that that Eric has up on screen. A first-time winner of the award has hit in five straight seasons and ten of the last eleven, and it's going to hit again this year, right? Olmark is the Vesna Trophy winner this year. Nevada's been talking about him all year. Yeah, so I'll do. I'll defer to Nevada. Yeah, he he is. Um, like I said, I I kind of mentioned it to Tremaine in the group chat. Uh, Sorokin going forward is going to be a fantastic bet uh, for a preseason bet. But, yeah, with the season Olmark has had and really the Bruins have had, um, I can't remember the stat in front of me, but it was something like he's won 44 of 48 games or something like that. He's only lost, I think, four games all year, <laughs> which is pretty much on par with what the Bruins have done. Um Last I saw his, again, his goals against were uh, 1.88, and he had a save, present, save percentage of 0.938. I mean, 1.88 against? Uh huh. Sub, oh sub two God. goals against. <laughs> that's, that's a wild stat, bro. That's so I think insane. You see I him on the he, screen. There's a reason he's minus 1,000. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he. He cooled down just a little bit, so I think he might be over the two mark after this point because uh, this this uh, sheet I pulled up was a couple days old. But, I mean, still very low twos at the highest. Fucking Linus. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, that's, that's nutty, bro. That's absolutely nutty. I'm trying to pull up his stats right now to see if I can't find it. So let's see. Uh, 49 games played, 40 wins, six losses, one tied. He only had two shutouts. <laughs> SHL is shutout, right? Yeah, SH. Or no, SO would be shutout. SO would be shutout. What's SHL? Shorthanded opportunity. Oh, no, it's shutouts, yeah. It, no. Sorry, hockey reference just fucked me up. That's why I was asking. Uh, and then his goals against, uh, on average, is one of uh, 1.89. So it went up point zero one from Nevada's little document. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> you said that's, so. It's a, it said that's so demeaning. <laughs> it went up one point from Nevada's little document. Oh, I did say yeah. little document, yeah. <laughs> Right, so, so yeah, hopefully. Fuck his document, bro. <laughs> <laughs> what's his uh? What's his save percentage? Oh, uh, sorry. And his save percentage, I think it went up from what you said. I don't remember what you said on that one, but nine point uh, three eight. Nine three eight. Yeah, nine three eight. Correct. Okay. 
Yeah, he's going to have to fall off real hard in the playoffs of the Bruins of any chance of losing the, the Cup. Holy fuck, bro. His, yeah. His draft where he was drafted. Oh, he was – Buffalo drafted him? Yeah. Yeah, he got traded uh, last year to Boston. Thank oh, God. He, he wanted out of Buffalo. Wouldn't you? Uh, Kind oh, of, man. but I think fuck, they got – Buffalo had too many goalie prospects in the pipeline that are coming up. And they weren't good. Don't that's, they feel stupid? That's crazy to trade this guy, though. That Like, of all – trade the prospects, bro. <laughs> like, yeah. You don't trade a good goal. Like, all right, sorry. But he was drafted in the sixth round. Sixth round. Pretty high for a goalie. Yeah. My concern oh, for Boston. Really? Yeah. There's only been two goalies in NHL history that have been picked number one overall. Only I wasn't two? talking about number one overall. I was just saying, how many goalies have been selected before the sixth round? Oh, yeah. Shit ton all the time. Yeah, that's this guy was in the sixth. That's Tom Brady territory. Sorry. I oh, sorry. Three, sorry, three Nevada. Three have been selected. Ooh, do you know so, the three Nevada? I know it's Flurry. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Is it Di Petro? Di Pietro? Yeah, Di Pietro, yeah. <laughs> I don't uh, think you're gonna get the, I don't think you're gonna get the other one. Oh, is it like what, a 50s what decade? Or 40s player? Uh he was born in nineteen forty eight. Let me see when he played. No, oh, no. Uh, <laughs> he was he was drafted he was drafted in the nineteen seventy four draft. Nineteen sixty eight draft. Uh he played from seven. Clear. Uh almost. Michel Place. Ah. <laughs> so right. close. All right, so so the Vez is the Vez is not even close. Let's let's go to the Rocket Richard trophy. Rocket Richard uh, is given to the league's leader in goals. Connor McDavid is minus 145 right now. He has 64 hammer, goals. Hammer, 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 hammer. You got to, right? David Pasternak is second at 60. You're basically betting that. McDavid gets no goals on the final night, and Pasternak scores five goals to pass him. Yeah, like am I so good uh, at minus one forty five? Am I missing yeah. something here? <laughs> no, you're not. No, you're I... missing the opportunity to <laughs> right. win a great bet, bro. Right? Yeah, hundred exactly. percent. If you if your sportsbook still has Connor McDavid as Rocket Richard at minus one forty five, hammer that. And mm-hmm. if you lose, it'll be an all time bad beat with David Pasternak scores five goals. And McDavid scores zero. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't understand why that that should be like a minus two thousand. Right. All right, we'll move up then to the trophy that everybody loves in the NHL, the Hart Memorial Trophy. It is the MVP. Uh, it is not close this year. We've already listed off why there's. We've already listed off the stats, and we go on and on, and we talked about Lemieux in 1995 and 1996, the last player to score over 150 points. There's a reason Connor McDavid is minus 5,000. What was the uh, what was the last uh, trophy that we just talked about? The, the offense? The, the Rocket Richard? Goals. Rock, Rocket Richard. Goals. Goals. Okay. Correct. Yeah. I mean, does does any there's there are I, I first of all I will hear no arguments, <laughs> dude. 
If you're trying to tell me Connor McDavid isn't the MVP, I have one statistic to tell you. The last 150 goal season in the NHL was 1955-1996. Mario Lemieux. Just kidding. 1995-1996. That's crazy. Yeah. That's McDavid. There's a reason McDavid is called McJesus, uh, and he showed it this year. I... I don't know how he slows down going forward. And then you have Bedard coming up, who's everybody sees as kind of like McDavid. I don't even know if he's McDavid light. He's probably just McDavid 2.0. So, um, yeah, I mean, minus 5,000. No point in wasting your money. That's a shout out, though, to, to a – uh, two of four podcast favorite, uh, Miko Ratnan. I, I believe Nevada, <laughs> he tied, uh, he tied the Avs single season goal record, correct? Did he really? Yeah. So he's, uh, if I remember correctly, he's tied it for the Avalanche, not the franchise, but the yeah. Avalanche since they've been the in Avalanche. Colorado. I think because the franchise, because the, fr- the Quebec Nordiques. Yeah, I think uh, it's Michel Goulet. Is that? I think it's fifty-seven. I think it's the number, fifty-seven yeah. or fifty-eight. And Miko's at I think fifty-five. Well, if I don't know what that. If if, if would would pull up his stats, we could tell you real quick. Uh, he has he has fifty-four goals. Yeah, fifty-four. And, and I believe gotta, the French the franchise record was was Sackick with fifty-three. Right prior to this. With the Avs, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So he is now the Avs single-season record holder in goals, but unfortunately (laughs) at plus 6,000 to win the Hart Memorial Trophy. All right, any other uh, tips, tricks, uh, surprises, final calls for our NFL – or for our NFL – for our NHL mega episode before for the tens and tens. Uh, so I do want to say that Mika Rat Ratinen, Rantinen, I always say I always get too excited. You can just say Rantinen. Uh, impressed the fuck out of me in, in the the Stanley Cup playoffs last year. I remember I kept talking about him all the time. He, he felt like he did all the little things. So for him to take the leap now and get 102 points in a season is awesome. Uh, unfortunately, he did it in a year when Connor McDavid has 150 plus, <laughs> so it, it doesn't really matter. Um, I, I do want to ask Nevada: Do you have any submissions for awards that we didn't cover? Like uh, we didn't talk about Coach of the Year, um, probably Boston's coach, I guess, but I, I don't know. So, yeah, the Jack Adams for head coach, like you said, is is going to be Boston's coach more than likely. I don't know what the odds are, but I'm sure he's probably at a minus number. Um, ones that would probably still have some sort of fight in them, which I don't, I'm sure you can find some place to bet the lady Bing, which is the most gentlemanly, uh, <laughs> player in the league. Uh, that one's probably a little bit closer between on, uh, Kopitar from the Kings and Jack Hughes from the devils. It'll probably be Kopitar, but eh, maybe some money on Hughes. Cause he's, probably going to hit a hundred points this year as well. Now that's, that's, um, that's correct me if I'm wrong about it. That's forward 
who is the most gentlemanly, right? No. So I think you're mixing up that with the Selkie, which is the best defensive forward. Oh, uh, okay. Which is basically just the two-way player, which right. is probably going to be Bergeron from Boston as well. He he usually owns that award, but rat face. Yeah, I mean <laughs> the lady being who who gives a shit about that award, but whatever. <laughs> is it really is it really given out to the most gentlemanly? Yeah. Yeah. That- so one of the it's basically like the most outstanding player. One of the metrics is like the most outstanding player with the least penalty minutes. Uh, so one oh, year. Oh, that's kind of yeah. cool. But it's so I get one what you're saying that's a pretty good yeah yeah. <laughs> one year it was uh, O'Re- I think it was O'Reilly. He had right around a hundred points, but he only had two penalty minutes for the whole year. That's, that's actually pretty impressive. So yeah. Two two appealing minutes for the whole year is impressive, um, but yeah, I mean, gentlemanly, this Ryan isn't a, rally, right? Yeah, this isn't Correct. a gentleman's game. So who cares what that award's about? Yeah, uh, the Lady Bing Memorial Trophy is an annual award given to the player adjudged to have exhibited the best type of sportsmanship and gentlemanly conduct combined with the high standard of playing ability. They need to create a war an award for best <laughs> fighter. Yeah. So do you the Golden see- Gloves Trophy? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love it, dude. <laughs> Who? So I don't. I'm not talking about just this year. Like just in 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 your history uh, of watching hockey. I don't have any submissions, but. Who do you think would be like who we would name the award after, right? Because obviously all the other awards are named after fucking phenomenal f- people. Oh players, man, so. the, the Scott that... Stevens Award for most penalized. Uh, I would go even farther back with one of the Philly. What they call them? Uh, I can't remember what their nickname was, but in the seventies, uh, Philly's team. They're just nasty Eric. Eric should know it's his team. Yeah. Um, but I, I probably like maybe something like a Bobby Clark award. They're just mean fucks. They would just beat the shit out of you. And they were a good, damn good team too. <laughs> yeah. Well, you didn't want, so you, you didn't get, want to get in their way because they beat the shit out of you. So then they just score. Who's the Red yeah. Wings player that beat the fuck out of the Colorado Avalanche? Todd Bertuzzi. All right, go Red Wings. <laughs> Woo. Fucking Todd Bertuzzi. <laughs> Oh, the fucking Steve Moore award for taking that Todd Bertuzzi punch. <laughs> took it like a champ. I mean, he was paralyzed, <laughs> but he took it like a champ. The Chris Draper award for board eating. <laughs> <laughs> Best injury of the year, Chris Draper. <laughs> right. Holy yeah. shit, we about to get... <laughs> no matter, did you say he was paralyzed? Steve From Moore, a punch? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if he was able to regain movement in his legs, but I think he was. But yeah, he was paralyzed for a few months. He was paralyzed from a punch. Yes. Well, Todd Todd so Bertuzzi he, sucker punched him in the back of the head. Who the yeah, fuck so is this dude, Superman? They're skating <laughs> up behind Bertuzzi's behind Steve Moore as they're coming up to the blue line, blue line, and Todd Bertuzzi just haymakers him right in the back of the head. He falls down like a tree. Bertuzzi goes down on top of him, and then the entire scrum is on. So Bertuzzi's argument is, well, no, no, it was the entire 10 players on the ice landing on top of him that broke his neck. 
Like, no, I'll probably punch him in the back of the head and him having no reflex to be able to catch himself hitting face first into the ice. That probably broke his neck. Damn. Todd, Todd Bertuzzi's a fucking punk, dude. Yeah. And yet, and, and yet, and yet, oh, every, every Red Wings fan wants to get angry about Claude Lemieux. And yet Todd Bertuzzi literally paralyzes a guy. And we don't even talk about it. <laughs> Chris Draper was out in the third period. You don't need your legs. <laughs> what do you need them for? Skating. <laughs> All right. We're at the 205 mark, essentially. <laughs> do we got anything else, boys? I think we beat a dead horse today. Not sure. Another for me. No. Enjoy no. the playoffs. Hockey, basketball, enjoy. It's the uh, best time of the year. Yeah, I agree. Also, you know, it's early season baseball. You don't have to stop paying attention to like mid May. <laughs> so you still have yeah. that as well. Um I I do want to say thank you for joining us for the four hours that we we put together this week. Hopefully you guys learned a lot about the NBA and NHL seasons for 2022-2023. Hopefully you have some nuggets to look forward to when you're looking for bets as far as how to bet these playoffs. Hopefully your team, if it's in it, uh, produces the result that you want it. You know, say the Colorado Avalanche or the Philadelphia 76ers or the Denver Nuggets or the... Oh, Eric and I don't have teams in the NHL. Uh, (laughs) NHL playoffs. So... Uh, again, thank you for joining us. We always appreciate we always appreciate you guys listening, giving feedback, telling us we dumb bitches. Um, but with that being said, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube at Podcast Room Three Zero Three. I've been your host Jermaine Colo Mendez. This has been my co-host Nicholas Morhan. As always, we have with us the EPE, and special thanks to special guest, the real executive producer Nevada Putnam. We'll see you next time when you come on down and step into the room.